I locked myself in a in the laundry shed because I'm an <laughs> idiot, and now I'm stuck. Come help me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Other Brothers Podcast. My name is John. And my name's Colin, and this podcast is going to be your source of two best friends talking about stuff with no idea what it really is. We don't know anything about writing, we don't know anything about movie making, we don't know anything about animation, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Yeah, basically, this podcast is a review podcast where we're going to review different movies or TV shows, maybe even some books, or if we really feel like it, we'll just talk about something else completely, because why not? We're just two guys, and we like to talk about things. We like going to the movies and talking about things that we see. Um, We also have cats and trains, so those will be making regular occurrences in the form of noise. That's true. We do apologize for the trains and the cat sounds, but they will be present every once in a while. There's one Um, now. Is that a cat or a train? You decide. We are just the two of us working on this podcast, so we do all of our own editing. We have made all the music that you hear in the podcast. So bear with us while we learn what we're doing. So basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to give a general idea of whatever subject matter, whether that be a TV show, book, or movie, and then we will talk through it, give the ups and downs, give a little bit of a rating, and uh, yeah. Yeah, so you'll see kind of what our format is as we go through it. Uh, Today, our first podcast, of course, is going to be a little different than what we plan on doing overall. Usually we'll just talk about one movie or like a couple of episodes of a TV show at a time. But at the time of recording this, it is October of 2021. And in the very near future, the new Halloween Kills movie is coming out. And we are planning on reviewing that in the next episode. So what we wanted to do in this episode before that was kind of give a little um, pretense to it by talking about the first Halloween movie from 1978, Halloween 2, and the Halloween movie that came out in 2018, just to kind of give a little bit of example of what is to come. So that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be talking about three movies in one podcast, so bear with us with that. Yeah, just a little bit of a recap going into it, and we'll, you know, give a little bit of trivia here and there, a couple ideas, thoughts, opinions, and every now and then go on a very long tangent, because why not? Yeah, tangents are fine. We love tangents. So this podcast might be a little bit longer than what you will get used to having from us because we're trying to keep it around the same amount of time. But because we're doing three movies, it might be a little bit lengthier this time around. So why don't we just jump in? Hey, everyone. Just cutting in here for a second to let you know that once we finished recording this podcast, we realized that if we wanted to do all three movies, it would have been about two hours long. So instead, this episode is just going to be Halloween 1 and Halloween 2 and then next week you're going to get an episode all about Halloween from 2018 and then in a third episode we will be talking about Halloween Kills after we get to watch that. So if we mention doing all three movies still throughout the podcast ignore that we're only doing the two. All right. Um Colin, give us a one sentence summary of Halloween the first one. Halloween, one sentence, that's all you get. Uh the original Halloween Features Michael Myers going around stabbing people 
Perfect. Be- because I love it. Oh, it's a long sentence. It is a long sentence. The original Halloween is a story about Michael Myers going around stabbing people because Jamie Lee Curtis looks like his sister. Perfect. I love it. Okay. How, how, so, what, what would your one-word summary be for this movie, John? Oh, I was going to say, um, emotionless man kills people. <laughs> that sums it up a lot better. Yes, correct. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> um, just straight to the point. That's all I'm going So I have there. to ask, John, have you seen these movies before we decided to talk about them? So I actually, until a few days ago, had not seen any of these movies, and I because I knew we were talking about it on the podcast, I watched all three of them like three days in a row uh, for the I first time. I to do the same thing because keep it fresh. Difference is you had seen them before and that I had not. True. So hate <laughs> on me if you will for never having seen them until now, but I have seen them now. So John, what uh, initial thoughts. Let's talk about the first movie, then we'll talk about Halloween 2. We'll talk about why we're talking about Halloween 2. And then we'll talk about Halloween 2018. So what are your initial thoughts for the original Halloween movie? The original Halloween movie. Um, so I will preface this by saying um, we are not professionals. No, by no we, means. Everything that we say is from our brains. So if we are wrong on things, sorry in advance. Um, uh, don't yell at us it, for we it. We did it on purpose. We do it out of spite. Definitely. Um, and we also should warn you that with our reviews, we will have spoilers. So if you have not seen these movies, and you intend to, and you don't want them to be ruined for you, you should watch them before you listen to this episode. One thing that we want to do before we start reviewing in all of our podcasts is we're going to give our first initial thoughts on what we thought of the movie that we're reviewing. So, um, Colin, what are your initial thoughts on this movie, on Halloween? I think it is a true classic of horror, and it is shot in such a minimalist way, and has this charm of no budget to it that is just a lot of fun to watch. Okay. Cool. So, what about you, John? What do you what do you, what do you think? Um. So i I understand that it's a classic, right? Mm-hmm. I get that. I always have this issue, though when I watch old movies, just because of where technology has come since then. And I'm like, oh, but that could be so much better now. But at the same time, I recognize that this is where slasher horror movies come from, is from these classics. So keeping that in mind, I think it's well done for its time. But watching it now in 2021, I'm just like, ooh... (laughs) and i struggled with it because i hadn't ever seen it before and i've seen good movies since um since i am where i am in life um but overall good movie i understand why it got the critical acclaim that it got so we'll get more into the things that i had issues with but also the things i enjoyed about it as we talk about it all right. Normally, we would spend about, I don't know, 45 minutes, maybe an hour talking about a movie. But since we're going to be talking about three different movies, each of these movies we're only going to spend about 15, 20 minutes on. So we're just going to breeze right through these movies. That way we can do a, just a general overall catch-up. That way we can talk much longer about Halloween Kills when we talk about that next week. Yes, that's the plan. So here we go. Movie number one. 
So we start the movie with an eight-year-old uh, stabbing his sister to death. Yeah. Um, let me just say, before that even happens, we start with intro credits, right? We start with uh, um, right, the classic hearing pumpkin. the Michael Myers theme with a pumpkin that is slowly decaying. And man, let me tell you, these intro credits are so long, and I'm just like, <laughs> why are we still here? But I understand that it's 1978, and this is how movies work. So that's cool. I was just like, wow, this is a nice lengthy credit scene. But then we go to the year 1963, where we get to meet young little eight-year-old Michael Myers. And he is just kind of watching what's going on in his house. And <laughs> the note that I wrote is, in 1963 opening scene, <laughs> music is kind of stupid, but, like, really effective and suspenseful, which I think is fair. Yeah. Um, no, the sound, there was some... the sound design in this movie, uh, we'll get to one of my favorite parts later, but there's a part, Michael's driving along, and then someone, one of Lori's friends yells, you know, you know, slow down, asshole, and he just stops the car, and he was maybe going, like, 10 miles an hour, and yeah. the tire screeched they chose to yeah, use I didn't for even that think stop. about that. Oh, it is atrociously yeah. amazing. That's so funny. Um next thing I said was and this is just going to be me being critical of the fact that it's 1978. So that's nothing against the movie, but I said death effects in 1978 were lacking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz the death of Michael's sister um it works. You get the point gets across. Yep, but you get the mask. Not... Over, you get the mask over the yes, film exactly. Uh huh. <laughs> um, but hey, it got the job done. It's all good, so that's fine. And then we cut to Loomis driving along in the car with the nurse, going to yep. check on Michael. Yes, and when we get to wherever Michael's being held in this hospital or prison or whatever it is for him, because he's a sociopath, all of the inmates are just walking around. They are no longer in containment and we're a little concerned about why that is yep. um, but during this scene i just have to talk about the acting of loomis's partner lady and her acting job because it was not as good as i feel like it could have been so i don't know if it was just 1978 it, I, acting i just see it or, as the charm of the era hey it's all good it is the charm of the era and i feel like with effects and better camera work things get better so and it's a all good. higher budget Yes, and a higher budget, for sure. But lo and behold, Michael escapes. He steals their car, and he goes <laughs> where? Hattonfield. Hattonfield, where he was born, his childhood home. And speaking of his childhood home, Lori's dad is in charge of a real estate agency who is going to sell the old Myers house. And Lori walks up, and Michael's standing right behind the door without Lori knowing, and this starts the chase. Yep. This is how it all begins. <clears throat> and then she's walking home with her friends. And the note that I have about that is Annie sucks. I don't like her at all. She's just rude. Um, <laughs> and I stand by that after watching the whole movie. She still sucks. And wow. she's rude. <laughs> Hot takes. <laughs> she was so mean in that first scene. She didn't have a single nice line. Yeah, she no, she, she's pretty mean to Lori. In like yeah. a fun friend way, but like definitely like... But because we don't know the characters yet, you don't know it's a fun uh, friendly. You, you it just kind of comes it, off strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it takes a while for like the suspense to actually really build. 
there's a lot of daylight at the beginning of this movie. I'm like, I was expecting it to get to Halloween night a lot sooner. Did you notice when you were watching the movie that Michael Myers is in the background of a lot of shots? Yes, I did notice that, which I think is cool. Part of that, I think, was because I was kind of looking for him. And there's a lot of shots that they like make it obvious that he's there. But there are also some that it's not so obvious, and I thought that that was really cool. I don't know if I caught all of them, but I did notice a couple times. I was like, oh, there he is. Um, so I do think that that was <laughs> hey, <Michael>. one, <laughs> one like very well done suspenseful effect. I thought that was very cool. So we have a lot of daylight, and then all of a sudden, instant darkness. It becomes nighttime very fast. Yep, Rory's um, babysitting while her friends yep. are off getting laid. And he's also babysitting. Uh, she doesn't want to be though she has ulterior motives and plans that's true oh before that even happens annie so annie's driving her car right mm-hmm. she drops off um laurie and michael's just driving behind her the whole time like not like a tail would like keeping that cushion so he's not noticed he's literally right behind her um so my note is Annie has no concept of using her mirrors while driving. Yeah, no, not whatsoever. At all. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? She, Use your mirrors. She's the sheriff's daughter. She doesn't care. No, she does not care. That's true. She is the sheriff's daughter. She can get away with whatever she wants. Um, when the sheriff and Dr. Loomis are in Michael's house and they're upstairs, I thought a really good jump scare was the gutter breaking the window jump scare. Oh, fantastic. It caught me off guard. I thought that was a really well done jump scare. This so jump scares have evolved into the atrocity that they are today, but this movie has some of the best jump scares. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially later on when Loomis is staking out the Myers house, waiting on Michael to show up, and you have uh, the sheriff come by and put his hand on Loomis's shoulder. Yeah. That jump scare with no sound oh. effect, perfect. Yeah, no, very good. I might have made a note about that also. I don't remember if I did, but I agree. Um... I really I really had it out for Annie in this movie. I'm just going to be honest. I did not <laughs> I just did not like her. And I think that's kind of part partially the point. But my next two notes are about her. One is Annie is the worst babysitter ever cuz she's terrible. She does not care about this kid. She's like, "Do this." Or I locked myself in a in the laundry shed cuz I'm an <laughs> idiot and now I'm stuck. Come help me. And lo and behold, Annie dies. Yep. Shocker, I know. But she does. So this is where the spoilers come in. Told you we were going to do it. Annie dies. <laughs> um, and I did also in my next note say Annie kind of had it coming. So I wasn't that surprised by it. I was sad about the dog. The dog. The dog did make me sad. Yeah. I was also sad about the dog. Not as sad about Annie. But death is still death. So, you know, that's sad. I really liked the cross-eyed death that she had, though. <laughs> it was very, very realistic, I believe. Um, I loved it, yeah. though. I thought it was great. It's part of the charm. Like you said, it was great. Uh. <laughs> it definitely, a little goofy, a little silly, but, like, groundbreaking, nonetheless, because, yeah. if anything, that led to the horror comedies that we have today, like Tucker and Dale, and you could even argue Evil Dead. Yeah. No, for sure. It has a place, and movie is part of that place so i'm totally here for it (laughs) we um at some point cut to the doctor being back outside of 
Michael's house, not inside. And I don't think this was the scene where the jump scare that we just talked about happened. But no, it is. He does. Is it? Okay. But yep. he does turn around and notice his own car behind him. It just took him about four hours to do that. So good on Dr. Loomis <laughs> for not noticing his own car behind him. That's a timing thing, which, again, me just being critical, noticed that and was like, ah, okay. But hey, that's cool. It fits with the story. <laughs> My next note, because there was a lot of gratuitous boob in this movie. There um, is a lot of nudity in this movie, correct? And I just said, um, R-rated for boobs, but not for blood. Because <laughs> there's like no blood in all of the killing that happens, but there's a lot of boobs. <laughs> that You're not wrong. You are not and wrong. I just thought it was funny. I was like, oh, this movie's rated R. I see why. Just not for the reason I initially thought it was going to be rated R. <laughs> yeah. I, and the surprising lack of gore, I think, comes from the amount of gory scenes that we see in modern movies. Yes. But back then, you know, Carrie was all the blood that had ever been filmed, you know? Yeah. Uh, you had The Shining. Mm-hmm. with the elevator scene and the, the tidal wave of blood that comes down. You know, that wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad at me. That's another one I still haven't seen. The Shining. Yeah, I have not seen The Shining. Oh! <laughs> Shocker, <laughs> okay. I know. Well, that's really there's bad. a scene, there's, heads up, spoilers, there's a scene uh, where an elevator door opens and an entire elevator's worth of blood just comes pouring in and then pouring in through the walls and it's just a giant cacophony tidal wave of blood. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, that's one that we'll probably talk about on a future episode because <laughs> why not? <laughs> one day. Um, yes. The next note I have is about when Laurie finally goes to Lindsay's house to look for Annie because Annie has not responded because we, because as far as she knows, Annie went to get her boyfriend, and then go back to their house to have sex. Because you know that's what you do when you babysit a child. Yep. I mean, that, that I don't know about you, but that's that's when I was growing up. That that. Oh yeah, did. definitely for sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> for those of you who can't tell, Colin isn't serious. I Possibly don't think... a little bit of sarcasm sprinkled in. Maybe. There. Um, we you do know, like the sarcasm. So yeah, if, if you enjoy dry humor stick around if you don't stick around anyway yes please (laughs) um but i said when she goes into Lindsay's house the silence of that scene is what makes that scene as suspenseful as it is because it is just silent there's no creepy music happening there's no like michael theme there's no anything it's just silent with her walking around this house and i'm like he could there's almost a surprising lack of background music or background noise aside from noise that's happening within the scene in this movie yes and i think that this movie sometimes does a really good job of using that but one note that i have about this movie in general is that they don't use music or sound really to accentuate moments like they do nowadays in <laughs> oh movies. no th- there's um, one point that we'll talk about a little bit later okay yeah. That's fine. But no, I'm I, just for like, the most part, I agree. Yeah. Because like in all of the different deaths that happen throughout this movie, it's like whatever the camera picked up noise and that's it. There's no extra hits. There's no added crazy loud sound to add to it, really, um, unless I'm missing one. But for the most part, there's not a whole lot of that. And that surprised me. 
And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that like kind of took me out of being scared while watching this movie. Okay. That's fair. But like I said, also the lack of sound in some parts was really effective. Like when Laurie goes into Lindsay's house and is looking for Annie. I think that was a really good use of no sound. So yes. I think that there is a place for it and they found some of those moments, but other ones for me personally and the way that my brain works, it did not work as well. Um, anyway, so we continue on and I think it's a little bit funny how it shows the morbidness of you have this scary setup of Annie with the tombstone on the bed and then from behind Lori comes out and, uh, Linda's boyfriend swinging upside down and looking up into the top right shoved up into a top corner is Linda and all three of her friends are dead and Lori is in shock. She's not doing well. Nope. It's very much caught her off guard. So then we go back to Lori running across the street, going back to the kids that she's babysitting and explaining to them that uh, they need to quickly go to their rooms because as Lori was looking behind her, Michael Myers himself noticed her and started walking toward the house. So before we keep going, a note that I put is um, when Lori is escaping that house, the house that Annie and her other friends are in, that is the most emotion that we see out of Lori the entire movie. And I think that it was very well done emotion-wise by Jamie Lee Curtis in that moment. And I love Jamie Lee Curtis as an actress in general. I think she's awesome. Um, But for the first two-thirds of this movie, I was like, she needs some acting classes. Yeah, this was her debut role, if I'm not wrong. It really was. I'm pretty sure it was her debut role. And that's okay. And she has done a lot since. But I was just like, wow. She She just has to emote a little bit more in all these different moments. But in that moment when she was trying to escape the the house to get back to her kids that she's babysitting and run across the street, those were some good emotions. I was like, wow, she is genuinely scared. That's awesome. Yeah, she does a lot of Scream Queen stuff in the final third of this movie for sure. Yes, she does. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then we get to Michael being inside the house. Mm -hmm. And we get what I was saying about the sound design. Michael Myers comes in. Music in full, fighting Laurie, and Laurie gets a knitting needle and stabs Michael in the eye, and he collapses dead to the ground. Music stops. Yes. And Michael comes and goes a couple of times during this next sequence, and every single time the music just stops dead, every single time that he is dead. Yep. But then starts back up again when he's not. And it's not intended to be funny, I don't think, but I think it's hilarious. Yeah, a little bit. We then get the kids... Uh, being told by Lori, look, run down the street, scream, Mm -hmm. call for people, because, you know, Michael Myers is killing people. And Loomis hears it and comes charging into the house. Yep. And he runs upstairs, because Michael, once again, was not dead after we thought he should be dead. And he is about to kill Laurie, and then Loomis shoots him in the face. Yep, and shoots him six times. Six times. He makes that very clear. Six times. Um... (laughs) <laughs> and he falls off a balcony to the ground, dead. We see him dead on the ground. Then Lucas then... goes over, talks to Lori, and Lori responds with the boogeyman line, mm-hmm. which is the line that I forget the quote. Uh, what is the boogeyman, I think it is? Something like that, yeah. 
uh, which is over dramatic cheesiness, and I love it. And Loomis looks back over the edge, and Michael is gone. Poof. Walking downstairs, he then goes over to the grass, finds the blood, and goes, Oh my god, I, I didn't imagine it. I shot the guy, and he's walking around, and the movie ends. Yep, and that's the movie. I do wish I understood better, um, especially after watching this first movie without watching the other ones. I wrote, I wish I understood better how Michael is essentially immortal, at least from physical wounds. Because they don't really explain it or talk about it at all. It's just kind of what it is. They use the boogeyman reference to kind of make it okay. And And that's the thing. I think that's totally fine. They never explain it. Yeah. They don't. Which is totally cool because it just adds that air of mystery to Michael Myers in general. So I think he, here's cool. a little bit of trivia for you before we start talking about the next one. The Halloween series was supposed to be an anthology where each movie was a different scary story. It wasn't oh. supposed to f- focus on Michael Myers. This was supposed to be it. This was the end of the Michael Myers story. Huh. This movie then became super popular. That's why in the credits, he's only credited as The Shape. Mm-hmm. Because these were just scary movies. Like, just an anthology of scary movies. This first one was a huge success. Astonishingly successful. And that's why Halloween 2 then focused on a continuation of the story as a sequel. Because audiences really wanted it as a sequel. Halloween Mm -hmm. 3 did not do this. And was um, not successful. So every Halloween movie after that then goes back and focuses on Michael Myers. Okay. Very cool. Very interesting. Huh. Just a little side note. I looked up the soundtrack to this movie mm-hmm. because you literally hear like two two pieces of music throughout the whole movie and that's about it. And so I wanted to see like how many songs were actually listed in the soundtrack. And there's a decent amount. Um, there's like 15 pieces but I was reading some of their titles, and their titles just crack me up. All right, let's so, so there's Halloween theme, main title. That's the Michael Myers theme, and that's fine. Um, then it's just like, things that happen. So Michael kills Judith is the name of one <laughs> of the pieces. Um, and then there's themes for different characters sometimes. But my favorite title names are Shape Escapes, The Shape Lurks, Better Check the Kids, and the shape stalks. I just love it because they do reference him as the shape. Um, yep. And I just think it's the funniest thing. I was like, those are some names, man. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I did not play them, but I guarantee you they're all the same music. Oh, I, or at least without very a doubt. similar. Um, so, yes, sound design is one of my biggest critiques of this movie. And that's just because it was 1978. So it's not really that big of a critique. All right. So, John. Um, out of five, with one being the lowest, meaning a movie that you would turn off, walk away from, leave the theater, and a five being put it on its own shelf, it gets its own special praise. Where would you rate this movie? Um, I'm going to give it a three. A three? A three. Okay. That's fair. And that's... Honestly, that's really only only because it's a classic and it shaped a lot of the horror genre. Mm-hmm. And a lot that has happened since. Um, without it, not much would be around right now. Movie-wise, I feel like. I feel like this really paved the way for a lot of horror slasher movies. So there's a lot of movies based around the premise of this sociopath kind of killer 
going into people's houses and killing people. And this is, I feel like, where that came from. But I feel like I don't have a lot of desire to regularly watch this movie because, to me, it was not a great movie compared to what we can have now movie-wise, effect-wise, and realism-wise. That's So I was not in the moment of being scared by this movie because it was using effects that were good in 1978 compared to now. So a three is nice, and that's mainly because of what it has created since. Oh yeah, three isn't bad. It's just, yeah, it's a movie. Yep, yeah. It exists. Like, if someone's like, let's watch Halloween, I'll be like, okay, sure, if you really want to, that's fine. Um, and I, like, I get for its time in 1978, this movie was, like, cutting edge everything. And this is like what they had, and it was really, really well done, especially on the budget that they had for the movie. So that's why I think it deserves that three still. If it was like a movie that came out right now, and it looked like this, it would be like a one and a half. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> well, and because movies have come so far, yeah. effects have come no, so far. So this is definitely this is like a movie that out, you would. This is a movie that you would find on like Quibi. Yes, exactly. I'm like, <clears throat> we could make this movie if we really wanted. Yeah. With the budget that we would have, which would be like $20. And that's not saying that it's not good. Which is, I do think well, it's a good it's movie. It's funny you talk about low budget because another little tidbit of trivia, that Michael Myers mask, mm-hmm. that is actually a William Shatner mask painted white. Oh, Bought at a Halloween store for like five bucks. I love your little trivia tidbits. This is fun. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I personally think that the movie is a four. And it is a movie that I watch every Halloween season just because it's that cheesy 70s goodness. Okay, cool. I totally get that, too. So now we're going to jump into Halloween 2, which is a direct continuation of the first movie. And by direct yeah, continuation, it, literally... it, jump, it picks up right at the tail end of the first Halloween movie. Yep, it gives us that last scene of the first one. It shows Michael Myers being shot by Dr. Loomis again. Six times. And then... Six times, he says it a bunch, and then it shows Michael disappeared, and we don't know where he went. We also then follow Lori, who Loomis has called an ambulance for, and she gets taken to the hospital. And let me just say, all the crap that I gave the sound in the first movie, the very beginning of this movie, music's already better. Oh yeah, they definitely had a budget for this movie that was way higher than the first Three years have passed, the budget's better. Um, yep. And the sound design is already better. And I'm like, hey, that's cool. They do a fantastic job at continuing this movie from where the first movie left off with it being a three-year time difference. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It makes me think that, like, it was all filmed at the same time. But I know it wasn't. But it feels like it is based on um, just the characters and how they look and how they act. It's not like they've all grown up a lot in yeah. those three years so that's and, pretty cool and you might be wondering why we're talking about halloween 2 when we're doing a roundup catch-up for halloween kills halloween 1 is the only movie in canon with halloween 2018 halloween 2 is not canon to halloween 2018 but i think it should be and there's only about two lines of dialogue in halloween 2018 that change up how halloween 2 would be canon and we'll get there when we get there. But yep. yes, that is accurate, I think, too. I kind of agree with you on that after watching it. So we'll discuss that when we get to so John, those what moments. Is, what is your summary of Halloween 2? 
I know we did a weird little intro thing, but, you know. Creepy guy continues chasing girl and kills people along the way. That is, uh, Michael Myers is faced with the reality that he couldn't kill someone, and I think that drives him to continue going after this one person. Okay. Two wonderful summaries. So we get to the hospital. And Laurie is being drugged up, doesn't want to go to sleep, being hit on by one of the ambulance techs. Then you have, uh, you meet our other characters for the movie. Um, John, do you want to talk about some of the characters in this movie? So the first thing I want to do is um, there's a lot of blood in this movie. There is a lot of blood um, in this movie. Which is something that is so different from the first one. That's one thing that I noticed, and I think that that's really... <laughs> that's just one of the other budget things. I mean, oh, one, with a bigger doubt. budget, you can add blood, and I think that that kind of just adds to it in general. So yeah, no, cool. the, the production value and the amount of money that they were able to spend on this movie definitely went up from the last one. Yeah, and I noticed that right away in the scene where Michael, um, after he leaves the house that they're in in the first movie where he gets shot six times. <laughs> I shot him six times. Loomis um, goes around telling everybody and anybody who will listen that he shot him six times. Yes. But after that happens, Michael goes to the, just this random house. We don't know whose house it is. We don't really care. But he goes because he... So we all know Michael Myers' signature weapon is the big old kitchen knife. Mm-hmm. And he wants his big old kitchen knife. So what he does is he goes into this shed of this lady's house he grabs a hammer he goes into the house and he kills this woman with a hammer and that's where we really see the blood because blood happens and it's something that kind of surprised me because in the first movie there was so little blood involved oh absolutely Um, and i think in the time frame of when this movie came out and especially even now watching it it definitely sets the tone that this movie is going to be a lot more graphic yes i agree with that and i can definitely say it is more graphic uh, <laughs> um a lot of the different death effects actually did a really good job especially for the time i think of being graphic in a way that worked well so the next note i have after the blood one is there is a very convenient bad security guy not looking at a camera as michael goes by into um the hospital just conveniently oh, my, in his magazine. My not favorite doing thing about older job. movies is cliches that became cliche. Yeah. Like back then. I know, because back then it wasn't cliche. Yeah, it was just, oh, this guy sucks at his job. <laughs> now it's, oh, yeah. is he going to miss the camera? Oh, look, he did. Uh-huh. Yeah. But to me, watching this movie for the first time, I'm like, wow, that's cliche. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, oh, wait, that's where it came from. It makes sense. Yeah. So I think that that's funny. So we see that, and then we cut to inside the hospital. We visit Laurie in her hospital room, and the phone rings. And one thing I noticed in the first movie is that because it's a 1978 movie, they have rotary phones. Yeah, it's all landlines. And in this movie, they're not rotary phones in the hospital, but they're buttony phones in the hospital. They're still landlines, but they're buttons. Um, so I don't know if that's just a fancy hospital thing, I'm or gonna, if I'm that was go with fancy hospital. I'm going to say that, too, because it makes me feel better, Even so it's not a consistency only issue. five people working, maybe seven. Yeah. For a whole hospital, I'm like, where the heck are the people on the other floors? Why is this hospital oh, there's just only empty? one patient, yeah. Yeah, I know. It blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, they had to make their budget 
breaks somewhere, and that was where. So, (laughs) (laughs) but that works. And the rest of the Um, movie kind of had to happen. Yes. So the next thing that happens in a movie is, or maybe it's not the next thing, but the next thing that I talked about was Loomis is going around with the sheriff looking for Michael Myers. Telling everybody that he shot Michael six times. Yep. But then they see this guy with the Michael Myers mask on in the middle of the street. And he's like, that's him. I'm going to kill him. And then this other cop drives right into that guy and essentially blows him up. Oh, not Um, only that, but Loomis goes to shoot the gun. And the other uh, cop stops him from doing it. And this kid turns around only to be hit by a cop car, drove Mm -hmm. into a van, which then subsequently explodes. And he burns to death. Yep. And the only way that they can tell if it's Michael Myers or not is by his teeth. Which, to be fair, is pretty accurate. So that's a very good thing that they did. I think that's pretty impressive. I mean, they could have looked for six bullet holes, but you know. Yes. But a consistency break that I could be wrong about, so don't hold me to this, but one thing I noticed while I was watching through the credits of the first movie is they said that Michael Myers is 23, Mm -hmm. um, which mathematically, I guess, would be accurate if he's eight in the beginning shot in that movie. But then in this movie, they say he's six and that he's 21 now. Yeah, no, uh, those are kind of things that just are kind of pushed by the wayside in the Halloween franchise. Halloween 4 does some weird stuff with things not quite making continuity sense. Halloween 5 okay. is even worse than that. And it just, it, it goes it goes downhill. It goes real downhill okay. with the, some of the later movies. Kind of why yeah. they stopped making them and then they rebooted it. Uh, sure. And then th- those movies were a thing, and then they rebooted again, and we are where we are today. Okay. Yeah. That's just one thing I noticed. I was like, he's not 21. He's 23. Yeah. Why are you saying he's 21? Um, yeah. That's the thing that you okay. just have to kind of gloss over because at the time it wasn't like, yeah, people cared, but mm-hmm. not enough people cared. Fair enough. I will say overall, I took a lot less notes on this movie than the first one. Because I was just kind of enjoying watching it. Oh, this is um, so. this is my favorite of the older Halloween movies. So, my next note jumps to when we find out that Laurie is Michael Myers' sister. Mm-hmm. At least in the context of this movie. Correct. Um, and so, this Loomis is where we the, can start to talk about... the school, right? Where they're talking yes. about San Haim and, oh my god, there was this article that, you know, was found so and sealed. So, that's... And- yeah, so that's when I, like, figured it out for myself, but it wasn't, like, explicitly said out loud. It's said out loud when he's, like, in the cop car again and he's reading the file. Yep. The unopened file that he never knew about, that he finds out about at the school, that Laurie is Michael Myers' sister. And um, yeah. this is kind of where the canon breaks mm-hmm. from Halloween 2018 and this movie. So... You wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that could be so changed th- to kind of make it work. This is one thing that I think even still does work. Is that this... Back then, no, but in modern times, with the amount of misinformation that we find nowadays, could easily be chalked up to fake. Yeah. And and just, you know, th- this piece of random thing that Loomis has never found. Loomis has been studying this guy for 15 years is the Michael Myers expert. And you're saying that he, in all of that time, 
never knew that there was a connection between him and the person who Loomis cares about second most, Laurie Strode. Yeah. Like, there's no way. There's no way that Loomis didn't know, you know? And and this article popping up and showing up back then, yeah, that was canon. If you want to count Halloween 2 as canon in the modern Halloween movies, just chalk it up as a fake article, a fake connection. Yeah. I guess that's very, you could definitely do that. Oh, no, I picked up the wrong file from the wrong case. Mm-hmm. It was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, you have to kind of squint a little bit, but I think yeah. with and all the th- other things that bring this movie forward and tie into Halloween 2018, that works. Yeah, and they and this is kind of jumping into Halloween 2018 just for a second. They do kind of reference the thought of Laurie being Michael's sister because there is a line in 2018 that's like, oh, you're the one who, like... The rumor about you being a sister or whatever was said. Oh, so, so the, that the kids was wa- a line that was in walking, 2018. Yeah, the kids walking down the street. Uh, mm-hmm. They're talking, wasn't she his sister or something? And No, that's just a lie that some people came up with to feel better about yeah. themselves. So and Laurie, they do kind of reference it to kind of make it more okay that that is said. Yeah, and, and Laurie being all drugged up and everything. She has that like Michael vision where she kind mm-hmm. of pieces it together too. She, yeah. she's she's pumped full of drugs she's been oh, yeah. she's been punched in the head several times she might have yes. even been stabbed at one point i'm pretty sure she's stabbed like she, she oh she's, yeah she's definitely stabbed she, uh, she can't walk she she's been through a lot so, so honestly i put this up as a hallucination and that article is fake okay great perfect the next note that i wrote down is and I don't remember when exactly this happens, but maybe you will, is I said, wow, I didn't expect the explosion. Oh, I know exactly when that is. That's the end of the movie. Duh. Um, <laughs> that is literally the explosion. Oh, wow. When you said you didn't take a whole lot of notes, <laughs> you have I told you I being, didn't take a lot of notes. being crashed and blown up to, and we reached the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There was a couple things in the middle. There was... um. Um, sister in the middle. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, so I did not take. So a let's lot of talk notes. about some of the other things that happened in this movie. Then we get all of Perfect. the staff of the hospital being killed off in various different yep. ways. Some of the all most, very good. Some of the most brutal of them too are uh, the hot tub scene, where the hot tub scenes rough. Yeah, Bud is killed in the background. Yep, and quietly. So, yep. you know, if you're looking in the wrong spot, you don't see Bud being killed off you know i mean it takes up a good yeah. chunk of the frame but you know what i mean like you're it does it's not center focused and yeah. then we get one of the most brutal kills using that hot tub machine turning the heat way up and drowning a girl while also burning her face off yeah pretty uh pretty intense pretty terrible it's pretty rough and that's a good use of like prosthetics to really show that like essentially melted face and i think they did a pretty good job with that especially for the times. so that was really cool we also see one of the head nurses in the surgery room on the operating table with ivs in her arm that are not connected to anything and it's just letting all her blood out and she dies from blood loss that way you know michael has a little bit of fun doing what he's doing like yeah he is a thoughtless killing machine but you almost oh, but have he's to... a showman dude like uh we didn't talk about it but in the first movie 
um, when not Annie is in the bed waiting for her boyfriend to come back. Michael shows up yeah. underneath a sheet with sunglasses yes, on yeah, and just kind of stands there and then decides, eh, I'm bored of this. And then when she comes up, she, he obviously brutally kills her. But that, <laughs> with, with, all, with all the different ways that he kills people in this movie, it's, it, it makes yeah. me think Michael's going, you know what? I could kill you with a scalpel. Mm-hmm. But I see all this other medical equipment laying around. Might as well try that. Yeah. You got to hone your skills somehow. <laughs> Practice makes perfect, I guess. And I guess I, um, and I guess being super repetitious gets boring after a while, so you have to kind of change it up. Yeah. <laughs> the death that kind of gets me is Jimmy's death. So Jimmy finds the head nurse on this operating table, and he slips on her blood and hits his head on the ground, and I'm assuming concusses himself badly. Yes. And he eventually makes his way out to his car, which will not start, and his tires are punctured anyway, but he's trying to start it, and Laurie is in the car hiding, because she gets out of the hospital at one point. Oh, when the other nurse goes to drive to the sheriff's office to get the police, she looks down and finds that all the brake lines have been cut. Michael cut all the brake yes. lines. Yep, that does happen. And then later on, Laurie ends up outside just trying to run away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why she doesn't just keep running, because Michael doesn't run. Uh, Michael she's walks still kinda, pretty slow. She's still kind of drugged up. She's drugged. Yeah. She has a bad leg. So I get it. So she hides inside of a car, and it happens to be Jimmy's car. Mm-hmm. And so Jimmy comes out after he wakes up from being passed out with a concussion, and he gets in the car, and he's really not doing too hot. Nah. Um, and he just kind of very slowly dies. Just kind of sitting there in the car from, I'm assuming, brain damage, because there's nothing else that really happens to him. So here's another possible way to tie Halloween 2 into 2018. What if Jimmy survived? Like, what if he just passed out again? And it's not him dead. Or does it show him, like, okay. actively dead? I don't know. I Cause I'm pretty don't sure, think it necessarily did. Because I'm pretty sure he just goes up against the horn, and then Lori pushes him off the horn because she's like, up, oh, that's going to alert Michael. Michael knows where I'm at now, and then she keeps on running. Because yeah. Lori, in 2018, has kids. Yes, she does. Or a kid, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the possibility that Lori and Jimmy started the thing and then got divorced. Sure, that's possible, yeah. Um, to be fair, Lori could end up with anyone, and we just don't know. That's true. Regardless, but I mean, to but... tie it into canon and kind of tie yeah. halloween 2 into 2018 a little bit more sure yeah no that's a i mean that definitely helps um again all head cannon if he doesn't die all head so, cannon yes but head cannon but you know we like to think of it that way anyway and on honestly so i we'll talk about it later but like i said previously this is my favorite halloween movie and anything i can do mm-hmm. to keep this movie in canon i will do yeah so all that happens eventually dr loomis and the marshal and the other lady all show up together at the hospital. Um, they go inside while Laurie's outside. And Michael um, is outside also at this point, chasing Laurie. So Laurie's like, let me in the hospital. But magically, the doors are locked. So, you know, that makes it scary. So he's slowly walking toward her. And this and is Loomis the point. Is like, oh! We forgot to talk about it, but Loomis gets picked up and he's told, you can't chase Michael Myers anymore. So he decides right. to kidnap the cop. And this cop yeah. is my favorite character in the movie. Oh, I'm being yeah. kidnapped. 
Okay. <laughs> oh, there's a gun to my head. Alright. This is probably unwise of you, Doctor. I wouldn't do it. Oh, you fired a warning shot? Yeah, I'm turning around. Don't worry. Yep. Oh, we're going yeah, we're going. We're going. Don't worry. Oh, don't <laughs> don't walk near Michael Myers, who's been shot. All right, standing back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But not too far back. Yeah. Um, so anyway. But yeah, so they all end up inside the hospital. And I think that the... Michael Myers just comes crashing through the full glass door window. <laughs> yes. He just walks right through it. Yep. Like it's not there. And that is so weird to me that he is just like this monster that can just destroy everything um because he is essentially immortal which is weird but hey it's cool so this goes back to my explosion comment then because we do kind of get to the death of or the explosion that um happens in the movie and i think that this scene is really cool where they kind of blind michael myers they do blind Michael Myers. Oh, blood comes um, pouring out of the eye holes in the mask. It looks crazy. Crazy and terrifying and really well done. And so Ollie's relying on his sound, so they turn on all these different tanks. Um, there's gas, there's oxygen, all of that going on at the same time just to kind of make him not able to tell where anyone is. And then they run, and they light it all on fire. And there's this big explosion. Well, Loomis sacrifices himself and tells Laurie to run. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Loomis does sacrifice himself like a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, since, you know, his six bullets did not work, um, maybe something else will. Like a giant explosion. So he, like a giant explosion. <laughs> and because of how the first movie went and how up till this point in this movie went, I did not expect the explosion to do anything. I thought Michael Myers was just going to walk right out of the flames, which he almost does. Um, He does start walking out of the flames. Mm -hmm. Then he collapses. And I'm like, oh, we're saying it did work. Okay. Interesting. And so I was like, oh, he's still going to get up. He's not dead. But he is dead. For now. In the purposes of this movie, supposedly. And again, that's because this movie was supposed to be a sequel and the end of the Michael Myers movies like this was supposed to be like all right we're done (laughs) no more Mm -hmm. obviously and those are really all the notes that i have about this movie Mm -hmm. um but i had some questions i wrote down then too because i feel like you might have more knowledge because i have not seen the other halloween movies i haven't watched three four or five okay um i only watched the first one the second one and 2018 in anticipation of halloween kills so um through this movie, we talked about a couple things that would help make it canon. What are some of the other lines? Because you said there are like three lines that would need to be changed in order for it to be canon. What are some of those lines? It's that um, they talk about in 2018 how Michael killed three people that night. You'd have okay. to add the death toll for this movie to that. Yes. Um, minus True. Jimmy, uh, if we're including that little bit. Um, and then the whole... Uh, sister relation. Okay, yeah, those were the things that I thought too. I thought maybe um, because if, if you dying, if you do it as this, like part of the reason why the sister relation was added was why is Michael so interested in killing Lori? And the way mm-hmm. that I see it is that Michael is an unstoppable killing machine who can kill whoever he wants, and he lives on that. 
that yeah. that he can kill and can't be stopped. Lori got away. Not only did Lori get away, but Lori fought back. Yeah. You know, Lori, like, is a worthy opponent, if you think about it, in that it's kind like of It's like his nemesis in some sort of a way, yeah. So I think that's all you need. You know, obviously okay. they they had the brother-sister relation to kind of tie it in, like, why is he so driven for this girl? Mm-hmm. I think all you need is this is the one person Michael Myers couldn't kill, and as the character of so Michael Myers So it's his Myers life is, goal to do it. Yeah, it's like, you know what, fine, I'm going to keep on mercilessly killing, but you're the goal, you know? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, and then obviously Michael being dead and on fire, laying face down in the flame. He, flames are put out. Oh my God, look, he's still breathing. And then so they lock him back up. Sure, yeah. Um, I was going to ask, is there anything in... Like three, four, or five that kind of talk so about Halloween that or discuss has, that with him? Halloween 3 has nothing to do with Michael Myers. And if gotcha. you want to watch it and talk about it in like a future podcast, we can. Um, the only reference made to Halloween 3 in 2018 is that there are three masks that kids are wearing as they go running by. And that's it. Okay. Because the idea for Halloween 3 is that this evil company led by leprechauns is going to kill a whole bunch of kids by getting them to wear these Halloween masks and look at the TV and it's going to turn their Halloween masks into monsters that will then eat the kids heads. Ah, good. Perfect. Love that. It's, (laughs) it's bizarre. It's really bizarre. It's really out there. It's just a weird movie. And then Halloween four they brought back Loomis and he has these burns across his face and it goes into people hunting down my, it, it, Michael has a, there's a girl that's, a, it, it, it starts to go okay. off. The so they don't really here. explain how he is still alive. Oh, they never go in into any it. of those movies either. So okay. the, the that's all things, I was looking for. The couple of things that they never go into are how he survives it all. And you never see his face. Okay. Cool. That's all I really needed. Gotcha. Um, I wasn't sure. So, yeah. That's all I really had. What would you rate Halloween 2, Colin? I think Halloween 2 is a 4.5. I wouldn't put it as one of my all-time favorite movies, but it's really up there. I think in continuation of Halloween 1, watching Halloween 1 and Halloween 2 back-to-back is an ultimate, like, Halloween experience. Okay, cool. Like if I had if I have awesome. the time, I'll do one and then two right away because it feels like a long part movie rather than yeah two individual stories. Oh, it really does because it is direct continuation, so it does work really well like that. Um, what about you, John? Where where would you I rank would, this movie after seeing it for the first time in twenty twenty one? I would rank this one. Um, I initially said three point five, but I think especially after talking about it and comparing it to the first one even more, I would probably get a four. Mm. Um, I liked it so much more than the first one. I think just because there was a lot more um, cinematography added to it. Um, The overall soundtrack worked better. I feel like there was a lot of odes to the original soundtrack. All of the music that was in the, in the first movie was there, but it was like subtler and it was, 
I think just even mastered better. Yeah, just um, o- overall just, quality improvements. It fit better. Um, the effects were better. Like I said, there was blood. Um, the face melting in the hot tub, great. Intense. Um, bleeding a person out on the floor, great. That's a lot of blood. So like I was like, wow, they really did a lot more with this. I just thought overall it was scarier because it was more believable because of all of that. I think overall it was more suspenseful. And I think despite having the better sound quality, they did still use those silent, quiet moments really well in this movie. So I would give this one a four, I think. Nice. Compared to the three that I gave the first one. Cool. So I would definitely watch this one again. I think it wouldn't make sense to watch it without watching the first one, so I would have to pair them together as well, just like you were saying, because they go yeah, together un- so un- well. Unless you are very familiar with the first one, starting yeah. Halloween 2 is a weird movie to pick. Um, yes. So I can see that as like a negative critique for it, but yeah. But if you put them together, then it's totally good. It's like watching um, just the two towers from the Lord of yes. the Rings series and not watching the other two. It wouldn't make sense to do, but it's Un- un- a Unless movie. you're like super familiar with Lord of the Rings, that movie yeah. is not a standalone. No, but it's phenomenal. Yes. He's... All three of them are phenomenal well, yeah. because it's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and we'll talk um, about them another that's day, a whole, too. That's and that'll, that'll just be us tangent. gushing over the Lord of the Rings movies for yes. you know, three different podcasts. Days. Yeah, um, But it's fine. <laughs> but no, I really did enjoy it. Um, and... With that, I think we're going to break this into a two-part podcast, so um, we're just going to stop with Movies 1 and 2 for today. So if you have enjoyed what you've heard so far today in our first ever episode, please let us know that. Rate us five stars if you really liked what you heard on wherever you're listening to this. If you want to give us feedback or comments or any ideas of what to talk about in the future, you can reach out to us on Twitter at OtherBrosPod. Leave comments and reviews wherever you can for our podcast because we would love the feedback like i said it's just the two of us this is new to us so any critiques that you can give us would be awesome try and keep them nice please um we're learning it's (laughs) a work in progress but we're having a good time with it let chaos reign go for it that's fair yeah um you do you however you whatever you want (laughs) to say that's fine with us we appreciate it nonetheless all right i've been colin and i've been john and we will see you guys next time Hopefully you enjoy this first episode and we will talk about Halloween 2018 next week. See you then. All right, see you guys.